Roots. And welcome to Studio 222 at the ABC and Ultimo for another edition of Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover. We've, of course, got our team, Gary Eck, Rebecca De Unamuno and Dane Simpson. Welcome. Hooray. We really need to, first of all, check that you're up with this week's news. Who has brought the most hearty party to an end? Gary Eck. Well, this is uh, Ash Barty. Who incredibly at? Uh, Gee, you're intelligent. I am intelligent. I've been I've been paying attention. Really. I've been watching the news. All right, you know, and uh, it's uh, it's like wow. This is because I tried to cover it up, right? You did, and I was like, oh my god, it's a trick question. I'll never be able to answer this. Um, I, well, anyone who can't answer this, I mean, what have you been doing? Yeah, it's uh, at the age of 25. It's it's and quite admirable, to be honest, mm-hmm. that uh, 25 she decides to retire. If you were retired at 25, what would you have achieved? I would have achieved, well, probably the same as what I was doing, nothing. So I, was, I would have retired from nothing, Richard. I would have said to my parents, look, guys, I'm retiring. Yeah. They go, from what, Gary? Yeah. You're still you'd in said, your bedroom. You'd said, I'm sitting on my laurels. And they yeah. said, what laurels? What laurels? I don't have anything. <laughs> but uh, look, yeah, I mean, it's incredible, really. I mean, if 25, I mean, at that rate, at her rate, by the time she's 40, She'll be like checking into like aged care facility because <laughs> that's the kind of uh, trajectory, trajectory she's on. I just want to know whether she's going to, what is she going to do? Like, is she just going to go get a regular job? That would be so cool just to see Ash Barty, you know, a librarian yeah. because I think she'd be good at a librarian, yeah. you know, uh, quiet, please. That makes sense. <laughs> the book is out. <laughs> no, it's not. It's in. I saw the book over there. Come on. It was in. Sorry. Out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it was, I, I thought, good honour. You know, I just thought, wow, who, you know, that's oh, a lot of and courage. And the book, the book is, uh, you have to, it's, well, the important thing is the return. Oh. Right? Yeah, it's the only return that takes three months and you get fines for it when it comes back. <laughs> Rebecca, you, you, I know you love your sport. I you must do. have been just so, well, oh, you know, mixture, it's a mixture of disappointed you won't be able to see other things, but sort of as usual she just does it perfectly. Oh, it was, I think, good on her for choosing her time. I think that's something that a lot of sports people could take notice of. Go, leaving when the going's good. Leave when you've still got a good reputation when you've won, you know, you've won a tournament, you've won a championship. Like, I think it's the perfect way to go out. And it's so typical of, of Ash Barty, I think, that she she does it on her terms. I think that's really important. But interesting, like Gary was saying, like, what's she going to do next? And there's rumours that she'll be, you know, they're, they're saying she's been playing a lot of golf mm-hmm. lately mm-hmm. At, or that, you know, the AFL, the AFW, you know, AFLW's been sort of, you know, sniffing around. So I'll be curious. But I think in order to keep the Barty party alive, I think she she should go on the road and host Barty parties. Yeah. Imagine that. You <laughs> yeah. could go to every state and you'd yeah. have like a thousand people. All She could DJ. Yeah. You could have, you know, you'd have all the slideshow of all her greatest achievements, oh. like a, all these special guests. You could get, you know. I think she might be a bit modest for that. Well, mm. she might. But, but think of what fun we'd have. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Barty. DJ Barty party. I think that's something. Now, who has not been chicken when it comes to upscaling the colonel? Now, I had, Rebecca. I, I had never, uh, I did not hear about this. This is this taught me mm. something new that apparently there's an upmarket Sydney restaurant uh, where they've done a deal with KFC to host these tribute nights. Like, see <laughs> <laughs> already, I know it's hilarious. It's good, isn't it? These tribute nights where they take the the the, the menu from KFC and then they um, turn it into a 
a degustation course. Really fancy with wine really pairings. Really fancy with yeah. wine pairings. And I'm thinking, wowza. Like I only ever, funny that you mentioned Dane's doing his show at Melbourne Comedy Festival, but I usually stay just around the corner from a KFC and that's usually the only time I eat it. <laughs> and it's because it's, you know, three in the morning and you've just finished four gigs and that's what's of open and yeah, available. Yeah, and you think the dirty but, bird for me. And I'll have some of that. It's finger licking good apparently. And, uh, <laughs> but I can't imagine this. Like I do want to have the waiters come around with moist towelettes though for yeah. you at the end, <laughs> like you know, so that you can wipe your hands, but an elaborate version of a moist but towelette. It's, it's really expensive, and yet it's sold out already. Everyone's yeah. actually desperate for it. There's 20,000 people on the waiting list, and it's one night only. So I don't like, don't like your chances if you're number 19,000, <laughs> hoping that 19,099 people cancel so that you can get in. I, I think it's brilliant. I would... I would love to do it. Eleven courses are like uh, I don't know if they. But often... no, that doesn't all KFC. They've got the. Oh, I haven't eaten that since I was about ten years old. But isn't hmm. it just all the chicken tastes the same, and then there's the mashed potato? Yeah, but yeah. they've reinvented it. Like I think they're doing things like you know where they put it in that ice freeze and you know Houston <laughs> acid. They get an astronaut or something to come in and whip you a mashed potato or something. I don't know. And they do have one burger that has so many ingredients in it. When you see the ad, it is as tall as I am. And you think, that's well, not that's, very tall. That's not very tall, <laughs> but it, for food it is. Um, but you think that's a, that's eleven courses right there in that one burger. So maybe they just break that down, <laughs> as, and that's all they serve you over the course of the night. But they, I think their dessert menu is severely lacking. So they used to have a few choices. You used to get a chocolate mousse and a, ch- a lemon cheesecake and stuff. But I I don't even know what they have as far maybe as maybe it's de- deconstructed. That's the yeah. phrase, isn't it? So maybe they get the, it's fourteen herbs and spices. Maybe yeah. you just get them all separately and then a raw ch- chicken at the end. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the thing, Nell. I think what's his name, Nell uh, Nelly Robinson's the yeah, chef. Yeah, the I chef, mean, yeah. obviously they've told him the secret herbs and spices that Ooh. no oh, one. They've got to have to Nell come in and then don't yeah. tell anybody. All right, now this is it. All right, you're listening now. Commit this to memory and and you ready? Yeah. If that guy yeah. is found shot, <laughs> he'll be the colonel, yeah, right? Yeah, he's gone on Facebook because <laughs> he's told someone. But I reckon, was... I've, I've had a, I'm going to have a stab at it. Here are the secret herbs and spices. Now, Salt. Dane, Dane Simpson joins us from Wagga. Oh. Can you hear us, Dane? Yeah, yeah, that's, I that's can good. absolutely hear you. Because yeah, I, I did put this question on the list for you, mate, because I know you have been known to go to KFC and Wagga. <laughs> I have been, and like I had to. Uh, Sorry about before I had to ring. I just found out that Ash Barty was retiring, and I was like, I I think I've found a new cousin uh, <laughs> with twenty four million dollars in the bank. So I'm like, oh, I'm definitely related to her somehow. I reckon. Um, but yeah, I, KFC, you know, is the the Dirty Bird is my my Tucker of choice. Uh, it's it's fantastic. I've got a cousin who um gets pizza. And puts it on bread, like makes pizza sandwiches. Mm. And I feel like this idea has been stolen from him. I think <laughs> Nelly. <laughs> I think I think it's just a fancy way of just dressing up takeaway. Like it's, it really sounds like when my dad was meant to cook dinner, and then he's and then my like somebody's gone. You've just bought KFC, and he's like, no, nah, no. Nah, I've done more with it, though. (laughs) (laughs) So Nelly is just bloody thieving from your dad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, it's, Dad, did you remember to go to the supermarket? Yeah. 
No, you didn't. <laughs> he says, I popped this chicken myself. This popcorn mm, chicken yeah. is popped by me. Come on, your dad has put it on a plate and he's put a bit of bread and butter next to it. That's cooking. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's it's strange to have a leg of chicken and a slice of Devon. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> oh, it's a I'm weird meal day. But here's my question for a KFC aficionado such as yourself. You know, you've got this fancy restaurant, big prices, paired wine, mm. you know, uh, servings. Can they ever really better what you can get there at the drive-thru in Wagga? Well, no, you can't. And also, unless the wine comes in those big, like, 600ml uh, bottles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Flag <laughs> And do you have to, do you have to pay more to upsize? Yeah, I, I want a Merlot Mac. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the way some people talk about those stemless glasses as yeah. buckets. You know, oh, he, he, Gary's an alcoholic. He drinks his wine in buckets. In bu- but with KFC, you could have an actual bucket. Yeah, yeah, double bucket. Yeah. But they're offering something. I mean, they're doing a de- 11 course decal station, which apparently is also drive through, Richard. So you've got to drive around 11 times. It's a lie. And it's, it's a real pain. <laughs> you know, and the guy, come on, the guy in front of me, my dessert's melting. Hurry uh, up. Yeah. You, couldn't, you couldn't do that in Sydney because there will be a traffic, traffic jam, jam, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was going to say, considering the fuel prices at the moment, that's an expensive <laughs> night out. Wow. <laughs> do, you think, do you think other restaurants should do Should we be doing this with McDonald's and should we be doing it with Pizza Hut and, you know? No. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> we should stop this right here. Although I would do it. I would definitely go along because I looked at the menu and it looked amazing. It looked incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a, you know. Big fan. Big fan, yeah. Big, big, big fan. fan of Nelly. Just a fan of the Colonel. Secret herbs and spices. Uh, we have Gary Eckett, Rebecca Day Unamuno and Dane Simpson with us. Who has spared the rod this week? Who has spared the rod? That's my question. Ooh. Dane. Uh, I think uh, uh, this is a story. You know, they stopped smacking kids. Uh, where was this? Um, it's a Welsh story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that... Or part of I don't know parts of parts of Britain they're still still giving them a smack. Yeah, in Scotland and uh, Wales you can no longer smack your child. You've got to take them over to England. In which case, <laughs> go for your life. <laughs> a, <laughs> I, I remember my mum when I was a kid, and I and I did something wrong, and mum's like, "Get here," and I'm like, "Nah, I'm calling child services." And she's like, oh, that's strange because the phone's right here next to me. So <laughs> <laughs> She was on to you. Absolutely. She's, I, I feel like my mum was always uh, way more cleverer than me anyways. I, I, when I was about 16, because I, um, I was earning money from DJing, and uh, yeah, I'm very cool. And uh, <laughs> I, I went I was complaining about our television. Back then, we used to measure TVs in like, centimetres, 30 centimetres was our TV. And I'm like, all my friends have a 50 centimetre TV, mum. Like, let's get a big TV. And she's like, it's my house. We watch my television. And I, I, I was so furious. I went down to Grace Brothers, which really dates how old I am. Uh, and I bought a big TV, a 50 centimetre TV, brought it home, put it on the kitchen table, wanted mum to see it. She came out from, uh, I think, pegging clothes on the line. And she came up to the television and she's like, oh, what's this? And I was like, it's my TV. <laughs> I bought it with my money. And she said, that's so interesting because my TV runs on my electricity. So <laughs> what's yours run on? <laughs> Hope and love, Mum. That's what it runs on. Gary, uh, Gary, yeah. you know, the Welsh have decided that Welsh are now one of 64 countries yeah. which have basically banned it. We haven't. The English haven't. 
Well, I mean, in English culture, it's, it's, you know, it is part of their culture. You know, they accept it, they encourage it. In fact, it's often the children that insist on it. You know, <laughs> Mummy, I've been a very naughty boy. Can I have a smack, please? Of course, no, no, bend over. you're confusing the children with the Tory Prime Minister. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> Betty buys now, but I'm the Prime Minister, mother, please. One more smack for me. But what's, what's interesting about in, in Welsh, uh, there was, there's a comedy, they said they've even banned visitors to their country smacking their children. Yeah. So tourists. Yeah. So does that mean tourists are going there to smack their kids? Is that, is that <laughs> yeah. the appeal? No, no, but that, very, the kids are very annoying, especially yeah. when you travel. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. It's like, I can't smack mine here, so I might as well go to the Wales and smack their kids, you know. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, that like a, is that like a contiki smack or something? But it's interesting. I wonder, I wonder how they're going to police something like this because, like, in Panama, when I went to Panama, they've got four different types of police. They've got... This is where your folks are from, yeah, right? Yeah, where, where mm. my dad's from. And you've got, like, the, the tourist police that specifically deal with, with tourists. You've got the, the road police, the traffic police. You've got all these different levels. So I'm wondering if... Wales will have the smacking police, mm-hmm. you know, because because how do what do you do? Like, do you hear a siren? Does an alarm go off? What go, what goes <laughs> on? Like when you, they, you you get caught, just suddenly do you get ejected mm. from the room suddenly? And how do they punish you? Yeah. And how smacking they, and you. they smacking you? Smack. Ironically, <laughs> you've been a very naughty parent. Come yeah, here, that's right. Bend over. I'll put you over my lap, says the judge. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Oh no, Welsh. I Welsh. couldn't. I can't do a Welsh accent. Okay, Welsh accent has much harder to, to do. I can't. Do well, that sounds good. That sounds, that sounds that's right. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To begin at the beginning, at a spring yeah. moonless night in a small town, starless that's and Bible great. black, wow. the cobbled street sounds as the crunched quarters and rabbits would wow. limps invisible down to the slow black, crow black, fishing boat bobbing sea. Ooh. Is Tom Jones oh, in the building? Oh, wow. <laughs> is the key just to speak good. really quickly? Is that it? <laughs> it is. Yeah, I just it's realized. hard to understand. Ooh. I'm sure there'll be like, an, like some sort of like black market underground you know, underground smack. I think there already is. Smack, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, big guys like, Psst, hey, buddy, I know your, I notice your kids being a real pain in the butt. <laughs> I can offer that. I can take care of that. <laughs> you know, clip over the ear. Good price for you. Did your parents give you a clip over the ear? Uh, no, no. No, um, what's well, really a matter for the courts now, Richard? My lawyer's on the line. It's absolutely generational because I'm older than you three, and so we used to get, get beat, yeah. beaten all the time by everybody. Anybody yeah. who passed yep. by, by the teachers, by the parents, by mm. anyone who just thought, yeah. you know, yeah. we didn't like the look of us. Yeah, I, I did get, I remember getting caned in year six. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What did you do? Um, well, I know I wanted it. I was, uh, you know, <laughs> and then I had to cane him and it was kind of, anyway, it's a different story. It's again, before, it's before the court. Yeah, it's before the court. Thank God it's Friday with Richard Glover. Gary Eck, Rebecca Day Unamuno are with me in Sydney. Dane Simpson is with us from Wagga. Now, all the world is worried about inflation at the moment. And in the UK, the Bureau of Statistics has changed the basket of goods by which they measure inflation. They take account of how spending has changed due to COVID. So a donut, which used to be in the basket, is out. That sounds good, doesn't it? But it's been replaced by a six-pack of donuts to reflect the new spending. Uh, The men's suit has been removed entirely from the basket because no one's buying men's suits anymore. They're all getting around in tracky decks. So what do you think, this is in Britain, but what do you think should be added or subtracted to the Australian basket of goods to take account of how COVID has changed our spending? Gary. Well, I just want to know first, when did the donut become the sort of test for inflation. Like, I've never heard anyone go, oh, my God, the price of donuts are going through the roof. 
They are expensive. They are expensive, yeah. I mean, I, I, but I've never, you know, said to the kids, hey, we're going to have to cut back on the donuts, yeah. all right? You know? Well, they just make, see, they don't go up in price because they just make the hole bigger. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, I, I can understand, you know, the shape of it, Richard, makes sense as an indicator of wage growth because it, it's zero, right? We all get that. I, that I understand. Maybe that's what they mean. But, um, I mean, there's certain things I definitely I think you've got to add to the Australian, uh, you know, basket of goods like streaming services. Mm-hmm. Like before COVID, I just had Netflix. Now I seem to have all of them. Because you used up all the things on Netflix, right? I used, well, no. There was I'm nothing still, left. There was nothing left, Gary. You have watched everything again. I'm like, oh, I need something else to watch, Richard. Yeah, I've watched the know, sex scenes in Bridgerton 15 times. I, re, I rewound them. Even though you can't rewind it, I managed to work it out. But no, I've got Stan, I've got Binge, I've got Disney, I've got Apple, I've got them all now. It's like a hundred bucks a month. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> my, my screen time. You're sitting on the couch going broke, right? Um, yeah, on my screen time. I'm like, God, it's going up by 10,000%. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are in the same boat. So I don't know if that's been factored in, in terms of, you know, uh, inflation. Uh, what else? Rat tests. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I think they're going to be around for a few years. And I mean, they're the, the biggest ripoff on the planet. <laughs> you can't tell me it costs 10, 12 bucks to make that, right? And you've got to build it yourself. What about the one with the little torch? That's pretty exciting. Oh, that's pretty exciting. That one came out first and everyone, oh, my God, you're going to need microscopes and, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, nano neuro ray to, to register what you've got. But it's insane. I mean, you've got, to, you've got to unpack it, put it together yourself. It's like Ikea and I don't get the discount. You know, at least Ikea gives you the discount. So, uh, and yeah, it's, it, they're, they're kind of, they're going to definitely inflict, uh, you know, the, the inflationary rates. Um, the inflationary rats. <laughs> inflationary rats. <laughs> Toilet paper seems to be one of those things people just, by, by, by now everyone just overbuys. Oh, they'll pay anything for it. They'll pay anything. But it's kind of like no one, no one cares. Everyone goes, well, just in case. Yeah. I'd better buy it all. <laughs> I see people, there's nothing funnier than just seeing someone with a trolley full of toilet paper. And you just you go, think, how many bums do you have, yeah, mate? Yeah, well, what kind of weekend are you expecting? Like, what are you doing that's going to need all that toilet paper? But Rebecca, the British have changed their basket of goods to reflect how COVID has changed their spending. Yeah. How should we respond to well, that? Well, interestingly, I, I thought exactly the same things as Gary with the streaming services and the rat tests. But I thought... Uh, interesting too, I think uh, how uh, like sort of alcohol, I think is a big indicator, especially during after COVID, you know, like how much is a bottle of wine people would say, whereas I now measure it in how much is a case. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at that because if I'm going to buy it and spend $15 on delivery to get it from the shop to me, I want to make sure I'm getting value from Get money. it from KFC and bucket get- form. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, then that leads to my next point. So meals, you know, like at what? how much the average price of a three-course meal. But now we've got things like 11-course uh. degustation meals at KFC. That's blown that out. We can't do that anymore. I also think um, measuring how much people paid for dogs during oh, yeah, lockdown. That's right, yeah. Oh, yeah. So 6,000, 7,000, 8,000. Extraordinary. Yeah. So if you can claim to have the latest cavoodle, canoodle, badoodle, whatever they're called now, whatever cr- mixed crossbreeds mm. they are, and how much you paid for it, I think that's a sign of, of where we are with inflation. Okay, so if, if, the uh, the Bureau of Statistics, I've got to break the news <laughs> to you. You've got to get a cavoodle and get it into that basket. <laughs> that's right. It's gonna, sure, yeah. it's going to wriggle. It, it'll eat the six-pack of donuts, but we don't care because we'll be drinking the wine. It doesn't matter. And and I also think, yeah, the masks as well, you know, mm. like we, we, the, the perpetual Ooh. search for the N95 mask, it's sort of, you know, and you see the ex- exorbitant prices that people are paying to get those. I think that's a, a good measure. But 
I'm also thinking just the actual literal term pub test. You know, the, it's mm-hmm. all about the pub mm-hmm. test, and politicians always say, you know, oh, it's, you know, it's it, this doesn't pass the pub test. And Gary and Dane would attest to this. We're mm. comedians; we're having to pass the pub test <laughs> every night yeah. we get up on stage at a pub. So I think that that's now the value of passing a pub test is now possibly less an indication of how successful a policy is, and it's more an indication of could you get in. Mm-hmm. Did you have your vaccination certificate yeah, yeah. with you when you got in? Uh, did you get uh, your QI? You, could you yeah. log into your Service New South Wales app and <laughs> or did you forget your thing or it doesn't recognise your face or your fingerprint anymore? Oh my goodness, that's happened to me so many times. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Uh, yes, yeah, so I think I think that's also um, something that we can mm. measure things by. Have too many eleven mm. degustation mm. courses and you'll get fat in the face. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, <laughs> d- d- Dane, how do you think? We should change the the basket by which the Bureau of Stats measures the inflation rate. Oh, I'm totally agreeing with Beck on this one. So, yes, instead of uh, measuring beer by the can, we're measuring beer (laughs) by the carton. But I I also agree that we're not putting a suit in because we're wearing tracky dacks. So would that also pan over? Like, are we buying not a $40 bottle of wine, but we're buying a cask of goon and some orange juice? (laughs) You know, like... Is that is that what we're doing? Is and I, I also feel like we're playing. Well, I am playing way more computer games as well. And I don't know whether that's to do with uh, that we've been locked down or whether I'm married now. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but either way, times have changed. So, You've only yeah, just I, had the honeymoon, Dane. You got to put off the computer game addiction as Tommy did for at least six months. <laughs> at least. At least six. All right, I'll count down the days that we possibly can be playing. Um, you know, and this is like going to be an absolute side note. Um, so we were talking about Jimmy Little before. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Little's my uncle. I know that I was no. joking about no. being related to Ash Barney, but genuinely, mm-hmm. um, and and yeah, in the in the same realm that all Aboriginals are related. He's <laughs> in my <laughs> he's my mob. So he's um, his partner, um, his wife. Aunty Marjorie was my my dad's cousin. Oh wow! And I I grew up knowing Uncle Jim, so he would be in Walgett whenever when I was travelling up there. And he's the reason why my parents met. Um, my mm. my mum coming from Bundaberg uh, was his uh, admin assistant when he was travelling around, and she travelled with him to Walgett, uh, out back New South Wales, and was like doing doing some of his admin admin work. Mm-hmm. And my dad, living in Walgett, was like, oh, who's this lovely lady? And started to come over. So isn't that Uncle why? Because Brendan was saying that everything in his life somehow connected to Jimmy Little. <laughs> so every, your whole life yeah. connects to Jimmy Little, right? Absolutely. Like, genuinely, that's, that's, I wouldn't be around unless he took my mum to Walgett uh, for work reasons. And then my dad... Um, meeting it. Oh, like, what's so crazy is when I was growing up, there was this haunted house. It was this scary little place that me and my brother were like, oh, that's the haunted place. And then my dad took me around one day, like driving me around to uh, significant places in Walgett, which is quite a short drive. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we, we went to the haunted house. And yeah, that's where mum and dad met. We had no idea. And uh, my mum says, 
that still haunted, if you um, if you ask her. <laughs> and she gave her phone mm. number to your dad and said, "Ring me on the royal telephone, oh. right?" That's mm. uh, that. Yeah, yeah. And she talked to Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Gary Eck, Rebecca Day, Unamuno, and Dane Simpson, who we now know is mm. related to well royalty. We think in Jimmy Little. Uh, we're ready for the wheel of death. Uh, Rebecca's going to take it on. Thanks to our lovely listeners for all the topics. Uh, the topics are bikinis. Printers, ice cream, paper cut, prawns, council cleanup, mould, the letter K, sorcery, haircuts, gingerbread, uh, stacking the dishwasher, gluttony, potholes. We've seen a lot of those and we're back to bikini. Which one's mm. full, you're full of fear, Rebecca? Oh, stacking the dishwasher because I don't have one and I really want one. And every time I read the word <laughs> dishwasher, I get resentful. She gets bitter. Let's see <laughs> if it comes up on the wheel of death. Round and round and round it goes. It's mould. Oh, great. Mould. Got that. that thing we're all <laughs> suffering from. I've got heaps of that. Yeah, yeah. Mould. Rebecca de Unamuno on the topic mould. There are several things, but one thing I'm told is that they say for certain people when they made them, they broke the mould. You can name them directly, straight off the top of your hat. Uh, some would say this, some would say that. But definitely mould is a thing that I knows that due to the rain in Sydney on my ceiling, it grows. And you see, the thing I do because of my height is I try to stand on a ladder with all of my might and reach the ceiling way, way up high. I miss it and the disinfectant gets in my eye. (laughs) I'm constantly, constantly trying to remove it and some say, hey, get a professional, they'll do it. But no, I'm resourceful. I'm a strong woman, I can. So I found a thing of vinegar. That's a sure plan. And I washed on the white vinegar and, you know, geez, I could tell that I had to move out because of that god-awful smell. (laughs) But the thing about the rain, and here it is back again, is that something that we have to keep doing. And then when I decide one thing and I say, hey, wait, I think I'll know what will remove this from my eye, I'll paint (laughs) But the problem with that, another thing I'm told, is that you can get an illness from a thing called black mould. So instead, I won't paint it. I will try again. And others will say, gee, she needs to get out more. Rebecca yeah. Day Unamuna, does she live or does she die? Oh, she lives. She I, might, lives. I might die lives. from the mould, I'm telling yeah. you. I yeah. can feel it. <laughs> I can really feel I could sense you were really living that, that I poem. am living at that. Uh. It is the bane of my existence right now. It is just one of those things that, you know, tiny little drip, you know, during mm. the rent, and it's just caused one part of my ceiling in the back room to... You, you need to uh, rent a house with lower ceilings. You know how everyone <laughs> goes to real estate agencies, oh, darling, if you've got something with 15 foot ceilings, you should go in and say, if you've got something with shorter, yeah. Yeah, lower... I'd be, living, I'd be living in a box yeah. if that was the case. It's pretty low already. <laughs> it is so weird, isn't it? And uh, yeah, my, uh, my producer, Jennifer Fleming, uh, she oh. wrote the Spotless book, so she's been, oh, really? she's been rung up all the time by newspapers to get quoted, yeah. how do you remove mould and she oh. vinegar, she says, and things like that. Yeah. And the Sydney Morning Herald, you know, which I yeah. you know, write for and I respect a lot, they, cardinal mistake, yeah. got a name wrong. Oh, oh, no. Jen, Jen oh. Fleming became Jan Fleming. Oh. 
Oh, Jan. Oh, tell, she, tell Jan I know how she feels. Yeah, well, she, well, she's not happy. Yeah. <laughs> not happy, Jan. That's true. Yeah, the mole, I, my, in my house, I kid you not, I looked over and I said, oh, my, what is, and it was a mushroom growing inside. That's oh, it's, yeah. like, it's like, it's so much, there's so much moisture. Yeah. That even mushrooms. It's extraordinary, isn't it? And the cracks that are forming now as the things dry out. You know, Mm. my house was built in 1890. Like, we're talking old structure. And it's just now you look and go, that wasn't, that crack wasn't there before. Mm. I'm sure there was paint on that part of the (laughs) wall earlier. There's not a family living there before. (laughs) That's right. right. Why are the people across the road waving at me through the the wall above the door now? If you can comb your boots, you've got too much mould. That's all. I think we can say. I've, I've got I've got a mate in Wagga that uh, he used to take his veggies from from when he was a kid from the dinner plate and tuck them into his pockets and then go to his closet, throw them in the <gasps> closet, and then his brother for some reason this is totally unrelated. His brother would sit on the shower drain and it, it like it would build up water mm. and the water would go and flow over and go into the walls and it would flow into the walls, leading into that same closet. And then these veggies would mix into it the carpet, and they get, oh. they're frequently getting watered, and they started growing like this vegetable patch in this <laughs> cupboard. <laughs> oh my goodness! Gosh, it's the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe taking a little too far. Uh, uh, that's ratatouille, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And that's how pa- cabbage patch kids came to be. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why I'll never have kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, they get in the way of computer gaming, don't they? That's um, oh, 100%. Yeah. Now, on Conversations this week, Richard Feidler talked to a woman whose father was into mad gadgets and inventions, machines that would make life easier. What mechanical gadgets would you like to develop to make day-to-day life easier? Dane Simpson. Oh, I, I know that they're already inventive. It's something easier. Just where's my keys? I need to know where my keys yeah. are at any given time. Uh, I also need my if my car can beep when the light's green at the when I'm at the traffic uh, lights. That would be fantastic. What you 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 uh, you drift off a bit, do you? I I can I can, and what makes it worse is I get angry at others. When they when they don't go, so I now, don't, I don't, I don't mean to be all sort of big smoke about this, but you've only got two sets of traffic lights. How how <laughs> hard of it is it to concentrate? Well, that's that's the worst part is that I'm not used to sitting at the traffic lights. So there's, yeah, and I'd, I'd like to know when my coffee's ready. Uh, if if some if I can order a coffee and then you know sometimes they they take a little longer uh, than mm, normal yeah. like it I, if if I just knew if they just hit a button and my phone just goes yeah it's ready now I could be I'd I'd, I'd be happy mm. um, if I had an app that told me how many friends of mine are at the pub at any given time <laughs> that would be fair I think that's my number one thing actually if if I could have somebody tell me yeah you know what there's fifteen of your mates at the pub I'd be like perfect. Yeah, cool. Let's go. <laughs> if there are six, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Minimum fifteen. Well, yeah. yeah, it's got to be worth it. Got to yeah. be worth it. <laughs> That's, you know, you're, you're putting the bar. Well, the bar pretty high, aren't you? Yeah, I, I think oh. so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, putting the bar. It's aspirational <laughs> drinking from, from Dave Simpson. Uh, what would the devices? What would you like to see, Rebecca? Well, um. Uh, 
I've just finished watching this brilliant documentary series called The Andy Warhol Diaries, and Mm -hmm. it features uh, they've used artificial intelligence to create Andy Warhol's voice. So he actually narrates a lot of the diary entries that uh, are in his book using this extraordinary technology. And I thought to myself, you know, Mm. I have lived alone during lockdown. So for the most part of two years, I didn't talk to anyone. So I've now lost, (laughs) I've pretty much lost the art of small talk. I can't do, I cannot abide small talk anymore. You know, things like, oh, hey, hey, going, yeah, good, good, so, oh, oh, get it, how's the mould? You know, that kind of stuff. You don't want to, I can't, I just can't do it anymore. Either say something of importance or or something intriguing or just let's move on. Okay, but how's the weather is the most serious question you can ask. It is how's the weather, but oh my goodness, aren't we all talking about that? You know, I want nuggets of brilliance. You know, this small talk thing, oh, how are the kids, how's the wife? Like, oh, I'm not interested anymore. (laughs) I don't, don't care. So, so well, how are we going to engage you well, in conversation? I would like a gadget, some kind of mobile device. I think wearing it on my wrist mm-hmm. is the way to do it. Like I've got a, I've got a, you know, a fitness device on my wrist, but let's incorporate a small talk generator using the artificial intelligence that is my voice. And so when someone approaches me and asks me, oh, still mm-hmm. doing the comedy, I can just press the button and, and my answer, voice will answer, answer for you. them. Don't you think they'll notice your lips aren't moving? Well, I don't. No, yeah. nobody. Well, half the time, do we look at each other anymore? Like I don't even know now. I'm so I'm so out of touch with human contact. It's ridiculous. Oh, we're gonna Rebecca, have to. You well, could, yeah, you could do the talk to the hand. Well, in see, that I case, could literally. Because, yeah, the hand is actually talking. <laughs> talk well, to see, the, but, was, but if you're going to use that uh, wrist device, don't say talk to the bot because they might yeah. get the wrong idea. <laughs> Well, a lot of people talk to my boobs half the time, might as well. That's a neck problem that men have got. We've yeah. got a lot of muscle yeah. problems. Yeah, yeah right. We're always, dropping, low. we're always dropping things on the ground, so we have to look in that it's direction. A, yeah, yeah, it's a tragic, sure, sure. It's a tragic mm. muscular problem. Yeah. Uh, Gary, what devices do we need in the well, tradition of this guy? Well, I need something to obviously adjust my neck so it looks better, you know, up to solve that problem. But um, I tell you what, you know, I, you know, just annoys me and it's quite lame to be honest. Now, I don't know if it kind of bothers anyone else, but I just want a toaster that can toast quickly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it's, it, they can't toast. We can put people on the But how, ca- how come it makes the first slice raw and the second slice it burns? Yeah, I mean... Same setting. Same setting and it doesn't make sense. It's like when you go to the hotel. That's the worst. And you've got that conveyor toaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go, okay, so I'll... <laughs> and I've worked it out. I think I'll put my toaster on, I'll go get the breakfast yeah. and I'll come back. But yeah. then you come back and it's not even cooked. No. And you then have you've to got put to put it, it on again. 15 times. 15 times and it's burnt. And then you go, ah, and then you've got to wait and everyone's waiting behind you and then finally you get it perfect and then some other... Drongo takes your it. bread, your toast, <laughs> your perfect toast. Oh, leaving. No. So I just want, you know, surely with, you know, all the technology we have and supersonic jets mm-hmm. and nanotechnology, yeah. we can do a toaster that can toast something in under 10 seconds. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. <laughs> just Come concentrate. On. But Man, what ha- shape will the toast be in? That's all <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> It'll be existential toast. It won't actually exist. You just have to pretend that it's there. So I want that. That'd be awesome. Uh, you know, a, a smart fridge, right? They exist. But right now they're just basically a screen on a mm-hmm. door that tells you the weather. And no. what's missing from the fridge. What's missing? Well, always, want, always beer. <laughs> well, that's what I want. I want the fridge to call me on the way home ah. so that lets me know that 
there's nothing in the fridge. But they can't do that. You get you get these. Dev- you look up the app on your phone, and it takes mm. you. It shows you a photograph of your fridge. That's what it does. Yeah, but I need a. Vo- you can see I- there's nothing in there. Yeah, but I'm I'm not going to look at that. I need oh, to. Yeah, okay. but I need the voice to say. You know, see, there you go. You need the artificial intelligence. Yeah. You just have you need, a, yeah. Yeah. the fridge a voice. If you well. want someone to yeah. say you run out of milk, you need a partner. You need a wife yeah. or a husband. <laughs> well, you know, you can use that same technology, Rebecca. So you get yeah. I get Gaz. It's uh, Freddie Fridge here, mate. Just letting you know there's <laughs> yes. uh, not then, much in your fridge right now. I can tell. Yeah, I'm just having a look that's around. Right. And then when I don't want to have a conversation, I'll say, talk to Gary's fridge. Yeah, talk to my fridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who are the winners and losers? Dame. Uh, just quickly. Oh, winners, winners this week. The giant strawberry was uh, was declared the biggest in the world in uh, mm. Israel. 289 mm. grams. But it'll turn out to be a good, won't mm. it? There's a giant and pin in it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, the loser is, I don't know, whoever eats it. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, winners and losers. Uh, yeah, just quickly, you know, uh, I was uh, in a film many years ago called You Can't Stop the Murders. Yeah, yeah. And it was made in 2003 mm. and no one really saw it, to be honest. Uh, you know, the, when you went to the video store, it was often, uh, sorry, I'm in. But, um, <laughs> uh, but get this, I get a call from the uh, producers huh? of Mastermind and there's a girl that went on the show, her name is Lisa, and she chose that as her topic of speciality. Great. Wow. And she did really well oh, as a cool. semi-final and she got through. So there you go. Who, that means and did she know stuff you forgot? Yeah, yeah totally, totally, yeah. yeah. So she watched it more than once. That's the amazing thing. So. Well, I love good. that movie. It's, yeah, and that, and you not only got that, but uh, when we were all swapping emails, Dane said it was one of his favourite movies. Oh, so thank there you, you go. Dane, thank you. Uh, mind you, you know. Yeah, Dane. Yeah, KFC's off and shut. We thank Gary Eck, Rebecca Day Unamuno and Dane Simpson. Thank you for being part of TGIF. Remember, you can download the podcast wherever good podcasts are given away for free. Gene Kitson, Carlo Ritchie will be here next week. In the meantime, I'm Richard Glover, and thank God it's Friday. Friday.